Well, this morning I want to ask you a question, and it's just for you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to answer out loud. I just want to ask you to think to yourself, how many here today would like to follow the Lord with your whole heart? Hopefully all of us would, would like to, but if we're honest with ourselves, I think we've all had days when we weren't there, and maybe right now you're not there. Maybe you're in a place in your life that you have the desire, but you're not really sure how. Well, today we're going to look at the life of a man that I think will show us how to follow God with all our heart. Recently, I was uh, lecturing over at a university in South Carolina, and a a young man who's going into ministry wanted to meet with me for lunch and ask a bunch of questions, and and he asked uh, uh, everything under the sun for about an hour, and then finally he said, He said, if you could go back in time and give, he said, I'm 21. If you could give the 21-year version of yourself some advice, what's the one thing you'd say? And I gave him a piece of advice that I know I've I've said this from the pulpit at at least two or three times. And I'm going to say it again because one of the things that I learned in seminary was they told us when you get tired of saying something, that most people are just starting to hear it. And so this is what I told him. I said, I said, stop listening to people. Best thing I ever did in my ministry, best thing I ever did in my life was stop listening to people. And here's what I told him. I said, don't listen to anyone who hasn't already been where you want to go. That's who you listen to. If you want to know how to be married for 50 years, don't ask somebody that's been divorced five times. They don't know. They don't know. The irony is they'll be the first ones to offer you advice. But you go find somebody that's been married 50 years. And, and by the way, we've got some of those in our church. We've got some that have been married 60, and I know some that have been married 70. You go talk to them, and you ask them, and say, how did you do it? You learn everything you can. If you want to have financial peace and security, you don't ask somebody that's in bankruptcy. They don't, they don't know. And so if we want to know, what, what does it really look like? To follow God with your whole heart. Well, the Bible says about Caleb, the man who was chosen by his tribe to go into the promised land and spy it out. This man, Caleb, the Bible says that he followed God with his whole heart. It says it multiple times. In fact, God himself is recorded speaking in Scripture and saying this about Caleb. So when I asked you that question earlier, how many people would want to follow God? If I asked you, how many people today are following God with your whole heart? Amen. That's great. wonder what, if your family was asked, what would they say? Doesn't really matter. Their perception might be accurate, it might not be. You know, what's really important is if God was asked, are you following him with your whole heart? What would God say about you? God God said about Caleb, he said, this man is following me with his whole heart. So I think this is a person we need to listen to. It's a person we need to learn from. So today we're going to look at one episode in his life. 
and see what we can learn. We're going to look at some other episodes in, in Sundays to come, but today we're going to look at one episode in his life and see what we can learn from his character. Numbers chapter 13, we're going to look at beginning with this one verse, verse 30. Would you join me in standing as we read this together? The Bible says, but Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Let's pray together. The last of the Old Testament prophets, John the Baptist, who called even the religious leaders of his day to repentance in anticipation of the coming Messiah. John the Baptist may have been loved and respected by the people, but he was hated by the religious leaders. He was a man who defied the crowd in order to follow God. Then there was Paul. Paul who stood before multiple crowds, he spoke against pagans. He spoke against Jewish religious leaders. And Paul was a man who God even trusted to bring him before the highest political leaders and rulers of his day to give testimony about Jesus. We see this common theme in all these people is that they were not a product of their culture. They were not defined by the opinions of those around them. They had determined to follow God, and they defied the crowds that they were in and did what God called them to do. If you're determined to follow God, you must also live a life of contrast. You can't defy the crowd that you live in without being a person of contrast. The Bible says, but Caleb, but Caleb. In the New Testament, Romans 12, 2, listen to what it says. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Caleb was a man that lived this verse. He was not conformed to the world. Ten tribal leaders tried to force him to discourage the people and lead them back to Egypt. But he would not. He would not do it. He was determined to follow God. You know, we can't become more like Jesus without becoming less like the world. It's not possible. So we look at the life of Caleb and we see if we're going to wholeheartedly follow God, we're going to have to determine that we're going to do it. And being driven by determination, we're going to find ourselves defying the crowd, living a life of contrast in which we're different from those around us. There's a second thing that we see here in this verse about Caleb. He was a leader, but he was a leader under authority. It says in verse 30, but Caleb quieted the people before Moses. When it says he quieted the people, remember that the nation of Israel was a massive at this point. 
It's in 12 tribes, and Caleb is the leader of one of those 12 tribes. Only a leader could have quieted the people in that moment. In fact, the Bible tells us that Caleb was a chief in his tribe. Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 through 3, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man. And here's the description, the requirement. Everyone, a chief among them. In verse 3 it says, So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them, men who were heads of the people of Israel. So the Bible says that these 12 spies were, were chiefs of their people. They were heads of the people of Israel. So Caleb was a man who was, was a leader. He was a leader. Maybe you don't consider yourself to be a leader. But I believe that God calls all of us in some capacity to lead. To lead. The call of the Christian life is to lead people to God instead of allowing people to lead us away from God. In fact, Jesus would describe us with these metaphors. He said, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. To offer a light means to show people how to live and where to walk. Uh, my wife and I, I, maybe your wife or your husband, you have just a, a perfect agreement about every little thing. But there's a few things that my wife and I just don't see eye and eye about. We get along great, but there's just a few things that we have a difference of opinion. And one of them is about light in the bedroom. My wife gets very irritated if I turn on a light. I don't know why. Uh, I, I just need to be able to see to walk. And I don't think that's an unreasonable request. And so the other, the other day, I, I got up to, to go to the restroom. And I was really trying to be a good husband. I really was. I knew my wife did not want me to turn on the little lamp beside my bed or any other light. And so I came through the bedroom in the dark. All was going well until I found my travel suitcase that I had thrown at the foot of the bed coming back from South Carolina and forgot about. And I, and I, I just almost kicked the wheel off that suitcase. <laughs> That's what happens when you try to walk in the dark. You just can't see where you're going. We need light to see where we're going, don't we? This is the metaphor that the Bible uses repeatedly to talk about the Word. It's the, like a light into our path so we can see where we're going. Caleb was light to the nation of Israel when he encouraged them not to rebel against God, but to have faith and believe and go in and take what God had promised to him. We were meant to lead those around us. Our children. Our neighbors. Our friends. Say, Pastor, I'm, I'm just not a natural leader. That's just, not, that's just not who I am. I promise you this. 
if you follow God with all your heart, you won't be able to keep from influencing some people to follow him and consider him as well. Caleb was a leader. But I want you to notice the Bible says that he led under Moses. It says, but Caleb quieted the people before, before Moses. Later, Caleb would be under the leadership of, of Joshua. We never find Caleb with a spirit of rebellion against Moses nor against Joshua. Caleb never said to Moses, if I was in charge, we had already been in the promised land. No, under the leadership of Moses, he quietens the people and he draws them together. Later, after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, when everyone dies off except Joshua and Caleb and Aaron, and God chooses Joshua, not Caleb, to be the leader of the nation of Israel. In no time do we see Caleb demanding, why wasn't he the new Moses? Why wasn't he the leader of the nation of Israel? No, just as Caleb served under Moses, Caleb would later serve under Joshua. You know, that's the difference between being a dictator and being a leader. The leaders understand that they've been given authority and it's limited. And they're to use it for a certain purpose. God called this man, Caleb, to lead. Now, I believe he's calling us to lead as well. But we lead under the lordship of Jesus Christ. There's a third thing I want to show you today in the life of Caleb. He was a man who lived by faith. It says in verse 30, But Caleb quietened the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. He said, we are well able to overcome it. If that's the only verse we had, we might think that Caleb was just an eternal optimist who thought too much of himself, but that's not the case at all. The Bible tells us later in chapter 14, verse 8, here's what Caleb says. He says, if, it's a condition, if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land that flows with milk and honey. Caleb's confidence was in the Lord, not in himself. He believed that God had called them to this and that God had promised them the land. Therefore, God would give them the land. Later, after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, when they do go into the land, under the leadership of Joshua, and the first city that they go in, the major city that they take, is Jericho. And you go back and you reread the account of how they took that fortified city. And the Bible is clear. It wasn't because of might or strategy or effort. The Lord gave them the city. Caleb had believed this in advance. And so he had confidence to follow God living by faith. Do you know living by faith takes, it takes courage. There are going to be times in our life that God calls us to do things that require courage. 
Defying the crowd at work takes courage. Doing what's right when everyone else is doing what's wrong and encouraging you to do the same, it takes courage. There's times in life when we have to have courage. And in verse 20 of chapter 13 of Numbers, this was exactly what Moses had instructed them. He said, be of good courage, speaking to these, these 12 spies. He said, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. So 12 went in. And 10 were cowards. And they came back saying, there's too many, they're too big. We can't do it. We just can't do it. I think you'll find many times in your life, if God calls you to do something, there are always going to be people saying, well, we just can't do it. It's going to cost too much. It's too hard. Nobody will like it. We just, we just can't do it. Two had courage, Caleb and Joshua. Caleb, because he had confidence in the Lord, he had courage. He lived by faith. And friends, it's impossible for us to fully follow the Lord without faith. In the book of Hebrews, here's what it says. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Do you want to follow the Lord with all your heart? Well, just looking at just the life of Caleb here, there's a few things we see you're going to need. One, you're going to need to be determined. There will be times in your life when nobody will be cheering you on to follow the Lord. In fact, there will be times when people are trying to distract you and draw you away. There are going to be times when it's discouraging and times when it's hard. And so you're going to need to be determined. Determination is what will lead you to defy your friends and sometimes even your family to do what you know the Lord has told you to do. It takes courage. It's going to require you to become a leader. A leader among your friends and a leader among your family, that instead of allowing people to lead you in the wrong direction, you would lead them in the right direction. And this will require faith. Do you know what faith is? Faith is when we have certainty about things which we have not yet seen. It's, it's not a unfounded optimism, just always hoping that, oh, it'll work out, it'll work out, and not knowing how it'll work out. When we say it'll work out, and we're talking about something that God has called us to do, it'll work out because we believe that God will equip us, and he will enable us, and he will provide for us. Faith means having a certainty about God's provision and protection in your life. When you believe and trust him with all your heart. That's what it takes to wholeheartedly follow the Lord. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray that you should make us more like this man, Caleb. 
who loved you, obeyed you, followed you with all his heart. Father, I pray for the person today that's discouraged. Maybe they, they feel burnout. Maybe they feel overwhelmed. Maybe like John the Baptist, they're in a season of doubt in their life. I pray today that you give us faith and determination that'll give us the courage to lead people to you. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Caleb was this great man of determination and faith. And he led people. You know, Caleb didn't know everything God was going to do, but he believed and he trusted God. I think about Caleb, if he could have seen into the future and known what Jesus Christ was going to do there in the promised land. That, that land that he would, 40 years later, with Joshua, lead the people to take. There in a city, a fortified city that was taken It would become Jerusalem. And there Jesus would offer himself as a sacrifice to cover the sin of Caleb, the Israelites, and us as well. That it might be possible for us to receive a reward that we've neither earned nor deserved nor could ever repay. You see, when Jesus died on that cross, he made it possible for us to be forgiven of our sin.